You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Alright, here we go. We do a podcast. It is a Wednesday, midweek. That means the spaceman is here. He is spraying the newsroom. We gotta get the hell out of here. Al, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Um, you and I were just briefly discussing off the air that you had an experience. I said I had the exact same experience. And then you said, let's hold it and talk about it now. Yeah. And the reason, like, uh, so just as a, as a setup on my ride in, like on my ride home, for whatever reason, I like to hear talk. So I'll put podcasts on. I don't know why, considering we were just through all the talk, why I like talk on the ride home, but I do. But on the ride in, I like music and I have satellite radio. As do I. Because I like uh, the no commercial aspect. Sure. I like the different genres that you don't get. That yeah. That sort of thing. You know, the niche things. And I'm driving in this morning and I ended up going to a podcast, which I didn't want to do. Because all my go-to satellite channels, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. I'll do you one better. So my routine is now that, especially now that Sal's on, yeah, I listen to Sal from about, I get in the car about five to three, somewhere, anywhere from 10 to three to 10 after three, depending upon how quick I get up. I listen to Sal for about 30 minutes, maybe 20, maybe 20, 25 minutes. You want to get a feel for what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. And then the other 20, 25 minutes, I listen to music. And so this morning I didn't go to the go-to channels. I went right to channel two, which is really channel one on Sirius hits one. And probably went to the next one, to the next one, to the next one, to the next one, all the way through channel 41, which is Turbo. I even went to 42, which is the rap channel. One at a time you went? Well, yeah, because I just hit whatever. I got the button next, on, my, next, on, my, next, uh, yeah. on my steering wheel. It's like, nope, nope. I went through the entire 40 channels. Not one good song. I'm like, this sucks. I'm like, now what? I turn the radio off. You drove silence. For the last 10 minutes. Radio silence. Yeah. Which is actually, it's nice sometimes. Yeah, I ran into the same thing this morning, where but I went through my presets, which would be the Spectrum, which is uh, like today's rock and some mixed in old. Classic Rewind. Mm-hmm. Tom Petty Radio. Bruce Springsteen Radio. Yeah. 70s on 7. Oh, I went through the 50s, the 60s. I had the 90s. I had lithium. I had all of them. Right, I got down to lithium, like, and, and then I went back around. I was just like nothing's i'm not feeling any of this today terrible and then i went to the the podcast which driving in the middle of night in the dark seemed even boring (laughs) i've got to figure out ways to entertain myself here i hear you it can be it can be challenging sometimes yeah you know what you should have listened to what 
Alan Jerry's post-game, pod, post-game podcast. And just listen to ourselves. Have again. you ever listened to self-critique? Uh, I do that when I'm away. Yeah, I did. I used to do it a lot in the beginning. Oh, you did? And I'll still do it like with uh, like my WNEW interview podcast I do. I'll go. I'll listen to those to see how they sound. Still doing those. Which one's the latest one? I did one with Jim Norton. Oh, I, that would be WNEW. interesting. He was a good one. Okay. So I did Jim Norton, Anthony from Opie and Anthony, and Ron from Ron and Fez. Those are the three that are up there right now. So nice. I'll go back to listen to those just because I always get into one section where I feel uncomfortable with my performance. That's like most men on a Saturday night. Yeah, I just I get to a point where I'm like, I, I don't know where I'm going after. Oh, uh, really? Uh, just briefly, and I catch myself. Or like I catch myself thinking like, Oh, you've oh these. This has been good so far. Good job so far. Like, I pull, <laughs> pull myself up. Then I'm like, okay, where are you going after this? Sounds like he's a. Sounds like he's wrapping up this point. Are you pulling his summers? Where you just go right to the next question? Uh, no, I try not to do that. But there are sometimes you could get if you don't do that, you get stuck in one like topic. You could you could get stuck in one sure topic could. over and Absolutely. over again. I like the bullet points. Yeah, bullet points. That's what I do. That's I'll, what I'll, I'll do. Bullet points. Like when I do, I do that Steve Peichel podcast. You know, during the basketball season. It's got to be 30 minutes, you know, and so when you talk to him a couple of times a week already for pregame and postgame, like, all right, where am I? How am I doing 30 minutes now? And I literally, I'll jot down little 15 points this way, and I only go to them. I really try to keep it very conversational with where he's at. And if I get to a point, I'm like, I got nothing to add. I'll just, I'll go move in a different direction. Or if there was something that you definitely wanted to ask him, yes. you write down just so you, you don't. I'll put it in capital letters and I'll put yeah. it on the screen so I don't forget. Right. That is true. Yes, that's, that's tough. Uh, a couple things here. I was looking at, like, this is the time of year now I see on, like, Facebook and things where, where people are looking for part-time jobs, like kids. Oh, sure. Summertime. Summertime, part-time jobs. And I got to thinking, like, if you were a kid now. Not like, because I know you worked in gas stations. Yeah. Where else did you work part-time when you were growing liquor, up? I went from the oh, gas right, station the to the liquor store to the supermarket. Okay, those things. Where would you go today if you were a kid? Um, I will, I'll tell you what I what I would tell my son to yeah. do. Like if he said, hey, where should I, I want to make a few bucks, where should I go? I will tell my son who right now, he's 16, he's not working yet because he has baseball practice every afternoon. The game schedule is starting, it's nuts. And then in the summer, he's got basketball, like, nonstop. So I don't think he's going to be working until next year. I will tell him to deliver. I did that, too. I delivered pizza for six months, and I loved the cash at the end of the night. It was awesome. It was like, you know, I need money. Yeah, I'll work tonight. And then you walked out with all the tip money. It was (laughs) tremendous. I will tell him to drive for DoorDash or one of those things would be. Because then you can do that and make your schedule around your sports schedule. Or he loves the Mets. He likes watching sports. He can work when the game's not on. Right. And so I think that's going to be a good way for him to go when he turns 17 and is really driving, not with a permit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Home Depot and Lowe's is a good one. That seems like, see, Home Depot and Lowe's seems like, for me or someone that was like me as a kid, like you'd be lifting heavy stuff. Well, it depends on what you do. Like my niece. My niece works at Lowe's. She works in the uh, on the lawn and garden department. She takes care of all the flowers, and she loves it. Oh, okay. She you could work in particular departments. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can apply for different. I mean, you can just generally apply, right? 
or you can apply for specific jobs they have open. Yeah, I wouldn't want to work in anywhere I was pushing heavy things or moving heavy things. You ever be in Home Depot and you'll see you go down the aisle and they're so tall, these aisles, mm-hmm. and up on the top, top is like these things that look like, if this fell, we're all dead. Uh, could be, yeah. And how do they get them up there? The lifts. Big forklifts? Yeah, the lifts, of course. That's got to be something like when you're putting it on there and letting it go. like Better make sure you did it right. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see the video online of the guy in the warehouse where he started a chain reaction yes. and everything went down because he didn't know how to drive yeah. that tractor thing? I mean, good Like Lord. dominoes, all of the yeah. uh, the shelvings went down. That's got to take days, if not weeks, to clean up. Yeah. What about, here's where I would never want to work part-time, fast food. Yeah, me neither. I never had an interest, ever. I, I And who, I don't understand who does have an interest in that with all the other, because it's not like, those jobs are hard to come by. Like there are drugstores, supermarkets. Sure. They're all looking for people. So I always wonder like how kids end up working in fast food places. Yeah, I, I would never push my kids in that direction. Yeah. Ever. No thanks. The only way I think it would be cool is if all like if your friends all decided to do it together. You or if one friend was working at like Taco Bell and then you'd be like, I'll go work with you, work at Taco Bell. It seems like fun. Yeah, that that could work. I would. I also. I'll tell you another place I would direct my son to go, to all these new sports facilities, to like be what? like an assistant, to be like a, a coach with like you know seven year olds. All because I don't know, in Colonia where you're from or at Bradley Beach, I can't imagine there's many. It's a short town, but like where I live, within 20 minutes, there are seven or eight of these indoor sports facilities that have all sorts of kid leagues, and they need referees and. Those are th- that's another thing I would tell him to go do. Go ref, you know, an eight-year-old dodgeball game that's every Tuesday. It's good. It's actually decent money and it's fun. You don't feel like you're working. I always thought it would be cool too to work at like a record store, although there's very that few would be of fun. those now. Yeah, sure. Well, there's like one record- in Red Bank still. Uh, yes, there's one in uh, Belmar actually. Even did you apply? I, <laughs> I did not apply there. There's one in Belmar. There's one in Asbury Park. How about a guitar shop? Guitar shop, yeah. That'd be great, though. Everyone come in asking me a question. And be like, I have no idea how to play this guitar. <laughs> you want to buy it? <laughs> you interested or what? Well, that's me in the liquor store back in the day. Yeah, I would walk people around. I'm looking for a dry red wine. I got the perfect one for you. Come on over. We're going to get you Simi Cabernet Sauvignon. This thing will go great with fish. It will absolutely. How did I know? I read it on the bottle. So you had? Did you? So you had? Particular wines that you would go to if people just had yes. a question about all, like oh, they sure. just didn't know where to go. You would so you had your go tos. I worked there thirty nine hours a week. Did you have a shelf that said Jerry's recommendations? No. That would no, have been no, no, awesome. No. Not at all. But I had you, we had six or seven regular sales reps that would come in and they would talk us through what the wines were, and then it would always be first thing you would ask them, well, what, "What are you looking to spend?" And if they said, "Listen, not much." I've got Sutter home for you. Come over here. This is for the money. It's outstanding. If they wanted to spend more money, a nice Robert Mondavi, a Woodbridge would be a good, you know, and I actually remember all these wines, which is nuts because I don't remember a goddamn thing. And so you would walk around confidently like you knew what you were telling them. They would come in a week later. I got to tell you, that wine was awesome. Thank you so much. And they'd go buy three more. Ask for the Jerry recommendations (laughs) when you go to the wine store. The one thing I would never recommend was Jägermeister. Because guys would come in and they're like, can't drink tequila. What do you recommend? So it would be Rumpelman's. Remember that one? Yep. We would recommend Goldschlager. Oh, I love the Goldschlager. Goldschlager was was pretty neat back in the day. But never, there were never the Jägermeister. Yeah. 
that stuff was that was like cough medicine. Right, that's trouble for 10. people. But some people go right to the Jägermeister. I'm sure they do. College kids. Well, yeah. We also had the Mad Dog 2020 that people used to buy. So that was fun. If I could buy a liquor store, I would love to because it's fun. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it was fun. I don't know why. There was a there was a certain feel to like a summer Saturday morning and guys coming in and girls coming in in their beach wear and they got their white styrofoam cooler and they're buying the ice and they're going and getting the beer right. and fun's you know, going to happen. Yeah. Like, you know, it was one of the fun, one of the more fun days would be the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and the 23rd of December. And then the 24th, we would be open to like four o'clock. The place would be humming with people and it was like, it was fun. It was like, it was an, ex- I don't know. People I know it sounds happy. silly, but no, it was people happy about to go for it, a good time. Yes. Now there was the other other side of that too, and you felt bad for the people that had the drinking problems. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Like of the when you were working there on like a regular Friday Saturday weekend, wh- what percentage would you say were people that looked like they were down and out on their luck and they were in the liquor store? Weekends, very little, very little. During the week, I mean, I'd say upwards of more than fifty percent. Would you do you think if you owned a liquor store you would feel bad about that? Yeah, well, I can tell you, I knew the owner and you know quite well, and they did feel bad about yeah. that. And he would so it was owned by this guy Pete, and his mom was an older woman. She would actually try and talk to people. She was a lovely lady, and say, you know, maybe not so much today. And some people would take it to heart. Other people would be like, mind your own business, woman. Right? Okay, you got it. It's twelve bucks. Yeah. Um. So it just depends on the person and how you do, but. It is. It's a sad thing. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Right. I think the good outweighed the bad, but the bad was bad. Right. But I'm sure you'd see that if you worked even at, like, let's say, a fast food place. Someone was coming in all the time. They're very you know overweight. What? You're right. It, it, why is it different? I mean, you're absolutely right. So you got overweight people that come in that are morbidly obese more than a few times a week. Right. I also thought it'd be fun to work at, like, a sporting goods store. I think it's boring. I don't know. Maybe now because things have changed so much. Like there's not a like. There aren't many of them. Yeah, there aren't many of them. You got Dick's Sporting Goods. There's Monkey Sports and Woodbridge. Monkey. Models is almost gone at right. this point. I mean, I don't. Where else are you going? I'm not sure. Ooh, nowhere, nowhere. This is where I'd go work now in the mall. Lids. Boring. This is boring. Just with a lot of cool hats. You know how much standing around you do? A lot. A lot of standing around and trying. I'd be trying on hats as well. Yeah, I don't know that I could do that. Yeah, that could be a boring one. Lids. We're at a candle shop. Smells lovely. Oh, a lot of women coming in. Yes, I'd always true. thought um, when we. I think we've had this discussion. I've certainly had it with Gina. Anybody that has a foot fetish, you just go work in a shoe store. You could do that, right? You're massaging people's feet. Oh yeah. <laughs> Gina goes to this place called. Um, Happy Feet. Yeah, you've told me about that. There's one in Matawan now. A Happy Feet? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. It seems so awkward. I agree. Could you imagine making an appointment and walking in? Right, and then just I taking agree. your shoes off and having uh, some dude rub your feet? I'll pass. Me too. I will pass. I do want I do want a bar. I, I'm not going to lie about that. To own a bar? I do. I, would, I really would like to have a sport, like a legit sports bar that's well done, that is run properly... I don't know. You get a Boomer and Geo show once a year. You get a Carton and Roberts show once a year. I think that would be so much fun. The problem is the damn insurance and the liability. Right. 
But if it's done the right way, man, have a great outdoor space in the summer. That would be a blast. And kick-ass Wi-Fi. And always have to have kick-ass Wi-Fi for your coffee shop. With a big sign. We are now offering kick-ass Wi-Fi. Kick-ass Wi-Fi. I do like that. Hmm. Why don't you have coffee and candles? <laughs> it would smell like a mixture of coffee and like vanilla. Coffee-flavored candles. Coffee, yes. I've I've uh, purchased coffee-scented candles. Are they good? They are good. I have a beautiful vanilla candle for you. <laughs> oh. That's still waiting to go to your house. I love vanilla candles. Well, I'm having you over, Jerry. Giant candle. Well, not giant. It's a good size. As soon as I get my second vaccine, it'll be right in May. Mine's tomorrow. Oh, nice. Oh, I feel okay Friday. (laughs) (laughs) I sure as hell hope so. Although this, uh, I got a a call off the air today from Sour Shoes. Okay. uh, Who does all the impressions and things. Yeah. He said, if Jerry is ever out... Can I co-host the warm-up show with you? I'll be on the phone. I said, oh, yes, definitely. What did Mark say about that one? I didn't run that by him. Yeah. Are you really bringing the dog in tomorrow? No, Mark has already immediately (laughs) reached out to me. You know dogs are not allowed in here. I just wrote back, sad, exclamation point. (laughs) I checked in on the dog. She looked like she was relaxed. So, you know, actually probably bring, if I even was allowed to bring her in tomorrow, it would probably throw off her routine That's again. That's true. I got to get her into a routine. Then she's going to want the next day where she's not coming in. Right. Like, now you're leaving me again? Right. Better to just do it this way. I think you're better off. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. Then there's a man out there spraying. There's the spaceman. There's the spaceman. Yes, we're going to walk what? right into the spray. What is that? Disinfectant. But It's like heavy-duty Lysol. That's just killing everything. But it, like, you can probably hear me, but. Uh, dude, up. I don't know. Is this that, has been going on for a year. He's spraying it. What if my coffee cup's in there? Well, yeah, you know, there was the first time he came in, I was doing the <laughs> podcast with you. Yeah. Well, the first time I was here and he came in, I was doing the podcast with you in the other studio, I think. And I went outside. I had a coffee cup and I had my food that was. Not open. I had the, the 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 lid was on it, but sort of not half, sealed. It wasn't sealed, and it was kind of cracked about that much. I'm like, I can't eat my lunch now. Right. I had to throw it out. Threw out the coffee, which was three quarters full. I didn't know he was coming in. I don't know what that is. That he's and he he's in a hazmat suit, Jerry. He, yeah. All right, let's do the warm up show. That is a danger to no one, unless you die of laughing hysterically. <laughs> You jackass. And that is up next. Tomorrow is a Thursday. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, 
don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. What's the matter? No cuts from the hockey game? What are we doing? What is going on? It's 5.04. It's Wednesday morning. It is the warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com. For details, along with V. Eddie Scazzeri, we's here, and his name is Albert Kyrie Dukes. What's up, Al? How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. This is Boomer size and continues to make us all look bad. Boomer is not. I know. Boomer is not close with Sal Licata. I know. And he sent a gigantic bouquet. Isn't that awesome? This Boomer is a machine. I know. I know. He I... is a machine. Someone has a baby. Someone gets married. Someone passes away. The man is there with a gift. Always. Literally within within two days. Sal had a baby. Boom. Uh, a big thing of flowers shows up. Didn't get home till Sunday. Flowers show up Tuesday. It, and Sally's even like, do I know another boomer? <laughs> I know. It's unbelievable. I think that's great. And it's funny because my wife said to me yesterday, what are we doing for Sal? I said, I, let me just get to Thursday or Friday and we'll take care of it. I said, yeah, that's fine. Next, right. We get something next week. Give him some time. Baby just got here. And boomer already yep. within 48 hours to send something. Probably nipple cream in there. I, I know he sends that. Well, he does. He I sends think, a care package with nipple cream in it. I know Al, uh, Sal said, Al, Sal, Al, Sal, uh, Sal said it was flowers, which is great. Flowers, it's Amazing right. for his wife. Wonderful. Unbelievable. So maybe you got to send him the nipple cream. I mean, I don't really know Sal all that much to send him flowers, but I feel like I know him more than Boomer. You do. That is true. I, I do, right? Yes, you do. You should send him something. You got to really step your game up, Jerry. You really know him. You did Columbia games with him. And you're... I did, but you know what? You know what, though? Here's my problem with Sal right now. Yeah. He starts doing overnights every night. Nothing. You don't hear from him. Crickets. Crickets, you're right. And now he's got a baby excuse. Well, he didn't have it before. Right. So. But now the baby. Yeah, listen, if you have a baby, that is an excuse. That is a get out of doing anything for free card, as they say. Don't want to do this. Don't want to do that. I've got a baby at home. Something you don't know anything about. I do it with the dog. <laughs> if I had a baby, forget it. You'd never and see it. And it works with the dog, too. It, it works great with the dog. <laughs> yes, it does. Dog, i got to let the dog out. <laughs> we have softball. Uh, the dog's got to go out. I've got to let this dog out. <laughs> uh, last night, or I'm sorry, not last night, because last night I was watching the games. Really? Which one? Uh, Mets, Yankees, you know, Knicks, Rangers, Islanders. I oh, was, watch them all. Out of my, well, just a wall of TVs, Jerry. But how is 9,000-pound how sisters? <laughs> They don't weigh 9,000 pounds, Jerry. Whatever you watch. I uh, watched yesterday afternoon. <laughs> Last night, fading into darkness. <laughs> the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin documentary on biography. Which I'm sure was awesome. It was really cool. I didn't really, you don't realize, you know, with these wrestlers, they, I mean, they, they ruin their entire life to be a top wrestler. Right. Because you're on the road all the time, you lose relationship with your kids, with your wife, with your family, lingering injuries forever. But the guy was at the top of his game and is credited with, he'd have to be on the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. He would have to, based on this documentary, because he supposedly, like the WWE was in real trouble in the 90s when no one was interested. And he ushered in the Attitude Era, which was a rebirth. So the wrestlers credit him. He seems like a really nice fellow, too. I'm sure he's wonderful. He seems very wonderful. Not to his family, of course, because they don't like him because of what he... He wasn't home when they were... He wasn't home when he was putting food on their table. That's a tough one for a dad. Putting food on the table? I'm just saying, like, you do all you can to put food on the table and in the process become less close with your family. Oh, sure. Of That's, course. Uh, what do you do there? 
well, that always, how many times have we discussed taking a job, but you're not going to be around? Right. And yet your family would be so well taken care yeah, of. Yeah, stone cold. Imagine that stone cold money coming in. Or is it more important to be home? Right. Tough decision people have to make. They said his T-shirt alone was selling millions of dollars, his Austin 316. The other interesting thing about it is so much of that stuff that you think is, you know, uh, done behind the scenes with the creating the name, creating the catchphrases, creating all that stuff. He, he seemingly did um, live on the microphone at various times, and then they caught on. So it was a lot of uh, hard work, Jerry, a lot of skill. But also a lot of luck along the way. I hear you. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I don't know anything about him. Yeah, but you don't have to. If you, if you watched it, you would find it interesting. Uh, next Sunday, though, Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's what I'm talking about. Jerry. What game will you not watch to watch that? Sunday night. <laughs> Sunday night baseball, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, Jerry, you mentioned uh, baseball uh, happened last night. Well, uh, the Mets finally won a game. No, they didn't. Oh, the Cubs beat the Mets. I, I read that incorrectly in my notes. Jerry, the <laughs> Mets lost another game. <laughs> I saw that. I remember seeing the J.D. Davis home run, and I thought that had to be a win. But, no, they lost I think Jamison Tyone. Yeah. And, or uh, Taiwan Walker, rather, just uh, just walked another guy. <laughs> my man, Taiwan Walker. Although was terrible. He, he was terrible, but. He, I guess, technically got thrown out of the game, even though he doesn't was, count. Doesn't count, though, right? He was being pulled anyway. He was taken out. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That home plate umpire was squeezing Taiwan Walker. He, yes, squeeze city, Jerry. Uh, you're not wrong about that. It was you're, like fresh squeezed orange juice. No question. Frustrating. Oh, but you know what? I mean, sometimes you got just a little bit. I mean, yeah, but these were key pitches I, too. Th- you're not wrong. You can't walk. Six or seven guys in less than four innings. Well, when there's strikes right down the middle and they're called mm, balls, they weren't down happens. the middle. You're right; he was squeezed. I am not squeezed. arguing with you, but they were not down the middle. It's I love to get a nuts. hold of that ump and ask him what the heck was going on. Well, it's the same thing. How many times have I told you this over the course of how many years are we doing? Not the show, but the podcast. Seven years. Seven years, Jerry. Long time. What ruins baseball are the umpires. Call strikes. Expand the strike zone yes. a little bit instead of you know. Nah, it's just shade off. Make the guy swing the damn bat. Call, have a liberal strike zone. It doesn't have to be enormous, but it also doesn't need to be this minute little right. strike box. I mean, it really is silly. Or, I don't know, let's go computerize strike zone. And then there's no arguing, and it's a done deal. Robot umpires, you're saying? Oh, the human element. Shut up with your human element. How about we get it right? Robot umpires. That's the only answer. But they don't have to be robot umpires. You still put an umpire behind the plate, and he's still going to call the ball or the strike by some sort of a buzzer that goes off from the computer-generated program upstairs. It's well, not that hard. Him? It'll look the same. Why do we need him there, then? How else are you going to call the ball a strike? You're going to flash it up on the scoreboard? Yeah, like a big bright. How about, like, right behind the, the hitter? So there's a, a a red or green light behind the mm, hitter and the pitcher, like so both can see it. Too futuristic. Yeah. I think you, can, you can keep the look of it the same. All right. But have it done the right way. That's how about fair this? enough. Buzzer in the right pocket's a strike. Buzzer in the left pocket's a ball. Pitch comes in, boom. And you can still do everything you want. Like, do your strike three call. Do it for me. <laughs> I would still be able to do that. So here comes the 0-2 umpire. pitch. Where does it buzz me, Jerry, in the strike? That's the right, okay. right pocket. Do it again. 3-2 pitch. And then the clap is the sound of the ball hitting the glove. Okay. Here comes the 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> It's not strike. that hard. Yeah, no, it really like it. isn't. 
I like you, it. And he's there to to call the outs at home plate. He's there, whatever he's got to do. Oh, that's true. You we still have the umpire there. We would still need him for the outs at first at uh, that, and we don't wouldn't. Oh, but we would still need to do the check swing guys. Yes, down the, down the well, line. No, no, you too. still need your umpires. That's the whole point. You're not taking a work away from anybody. And they're not robots. You're saying no. Oh. You know what's funny. And not to, and this has nothing to do with youth sports. This has to do with how horrendous umpiring is. Sometimes we had a doubleheader two weeks ago. The first umpire was calling strikes chest high, but if it was at the knees, not a strike. The next umpire comes in. His partner was calling strikes at the knees, but not chest high. I said, "Guys, where's the strike zone?" Well, he's a high ball strike caller. I'm a low. They're ten years old. Just call strikes. Same thing in Major League Baseball. If it's a strike, call a strike. Nipples to the knees. Nipples to the knees. I don't That's know why we zone. don't do that, and we don't. I'm just still intrigued by this robot umpires, like actual robots. Not robots. That's a hundred years away. If the planet is still spinning, uh, the robot actual robot umpires. That's got to be a hundred years away. We're All not right. putting robots on the field yet. Rojas also got tossed later on in the game as well. He I did. Guess he was also arguing. Uh, Good to see him feisty. Situation. Yeah. First time he's been thrown out. Yeah, he had the medical mask on, the one where he looks like a, a emergency room doctor. Sure. The one that Evan wears. Yes. I don't think Evan's wearing that no, anymore. No, he's not. He must be getting very cocky in this room. Well, he's six feet apart. He's doing his... He's going to actually eat a um, a really spicy gummy bear today. Yeah, I hope uh, they ran that by the lawyers because uh, Gio wasn't able to eat a chicken wing. I thought the same thing, but in the difference is he's eating one gummy bear. Greg was going to try and speed eat wings with bones. Yeah, but it's a it's a super spicy hot gummy bear. So what's going to happen? Could ha- be dangerous. You tell me what would happen. Burn he his start throat. sweating. Burn yeah. his throat. Burn his throat. But then how do you make these things? I don't know. And sell them. I don't them. know what the point of these things are. Hot gummy bears, hot chips. Right. Craig mentioned that too yesterday. One chip challenge. I, what is that now? Is that the no, same that thing? That was it's a while a, ago. That's a super spicy chip? Yeah, it's one chip. They did it, uh, Craig had mentioned, like the uh, NBA guys on the, the the Shaq show, whatever that, you know, they did the one chip challenge. That was like a thing a couple months ago or a year ago. Have you ever seen the uh, show on TV? It's not sports, so probably you have. Um, probably. <laughs> where they try to eat the hottest wings? No. You've not seen that? No, but I don't like hot foods like that. And neither do I. Like, it's weird. Craig said you got to eat ice cream before and milk after. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not doing that because then Just like stomach must feel like right, and and then when you have to go to the bathroom later, like would, a, would that burn? Yeah, of course. Oof, yeah, I'm out. Me too. I'm not eating red hot gummy bears. So anyway, one so the bear lost. was ten dollars. One bear That's is what ten. Craig said yeah. Time out. Is $10. he bringing in a giant bear or is it a gummy bear? He said a gummy bear, but he said you have to take a bite of it. So oh, I don't know if it's a gigantic okay. gummy bear. All right. Um, I got confused yesterday. It was the Yankees beating the Braves. Correct. Right? Three to one. Another horrendous game. Uh, yep. Uh, Mike Ford, who's got a very boring, su- who's got a very sweet mustache. I really think it was terrible. Oh, I like it. Really? Why don't you grow one? Uh, I bet you. Listen, if if the Yanks go on a run and Mike Ford is a key guy, you know, that's going to be an in in style situation. Well, you grow one. No, Mike I, Ford is a key guy no. and the Yankees go on a run. Because I still have a photo of Gio and whatever, for whatever reason, a couple years ago, he grew just a mustache. Cheesy looking, right? <laughs> he, he looked like a, he looked like he was doing a character. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this. Mike Ford is not going to inspire anybody to grow Are a mustache. You sure? I'm sorry. Unless he hits four grand slams this week and they win their next six games. And even then, 
No one's growing a mustache you like that. You don't think uh, no. the mustache is going to catch on no. when you walk with the bases loaded? I, I never, think it could. Unless you're Tom Selleck. Yeah. I've, I don't, there's, the mustache doesn't look great. Famous mustaches. It Tom looks Selleck, incomplete. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, yeah. That was good. I see Eddie talking to you, but not Keith talking Hernandez, on the air. He said. Yes. There are a few people that wear it well. Hulk For Hogan. most, it looks incomplete. How about the Hulk Hogan uh, mustache that goes that goes it's a mustache and it goes all the way down. Different look. Yeah. He was all right. His character in Rocky. Rocky three. Luscious lips or something. Thunder lips. Thunder lips. Luscious lips. <laughs> <laughs> that was just how I how I thought of him, Jerry, when I watched. Thunder lips. He had the luscious lips. Yeah, and thunder lips. He had the cool mustache going in that. Yeah. So I think the Mike Ford mustache is going to catch on. The Mike Ford mustache is not going to catch on. How about we'll do this? It's already 517 because we're talking about wrestling so much. How about we take a break? All right. And then you break down the Yankee game on the other side. I thought we did that. We didn't say anything. So Mike Ford walked with the bases loaded. Game over. <laughs> mustache catching on. All right, so that, all right, we're done with that. When we come back on the other side, but I do have still have some more Yankees in baseball. We can also discuss the Knicks or the Nets or whatever else Al mm. has in some murder. Mm. Di- Did you see the Sasquatch murder thing that I sent you on uh, on Twitter? Uh, I saw it on Twitter. I didn't click on it to read it or uh, yeah. I figure that's going to be a documentary you would watch. It's a real documentary though. It's I not think like it is a, a fake TV show. I think I so. Like I actors. believe what happened was they were set out to do a documentary. And they discovered something. They discovered Sasquatch instead. Something like that. I d- listen. That, that, the break. that to me. Yeah, I don't. Believe I don't buy in any of it. I just I cc'd you on it because I figured that was your yeah. thing. It was murder. It was a Sasquatch. It was something you could watch other than sports. It was right murder, up your alley. Murder and intrigue. Jay. Right, exactly. So five eighteen. Al will check that out. We'll come back. We'll do maybe that. We've also got the Knicks and the Nets and blah 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 blah. And Al's mm-hmm. got something to tell That's you. That's right. As you may remember, I'm coming up on my one year anniversary in my new condo, and I couldn't be happier with my purchase. If anyone's looking to buy or a first time home buyer, check out financing through Carney Bank. I had the best experience with my mortgage loan officer. Very personable, efficient, made the entire process super easy. Visit CarneyBank.com for more information and benefits of their first-time homebuyer program. You will not regret it. That's CarneyBank.com. That's Carney with a K. K-E-A-R-N-Y. CarneyBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, we'll come right back. Got a lot to do. Just getting started. Warm-up show till 6 on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Well, sometimes it is radio doo-doo. Not us, but the radio in general. 525. This must be like the replacements or some weird band. Squeeze. This is Squeeze? Yeah. This is a deep cut, as they call it. This isn't exactly uh, pulling muscles from a shell. It's on the greatest hits. What? What? What hit is this? This is Up the Junction. I pulled 10 people. Eight of them would not know this song. Me and Eddie, we went to see Squeeze together at the Stone Pony Summer Stage a couple summers ago. Look we at were, you. When we you were, were allowed to go? <laughs> back when we were allowed to go. 
And uh, we were both waiting for the song, Eddie and I. And we were also waiting for uh, another nail, which never came. They did not play another nail through my heart. because they had to get through this crap first. They had some new What record. is this they called? Well, new... Where did you go? Summer Stage? Yeah. What is it called? The Stone song? Pony? The Stone Pony Summer Stage, yeah. Now, is there a schedule out for that yet? There's not. There's not? No. Oh, okay. I that's know, disappointing. Because that's outdoor. Yeah, outdoor. 4,500 people they could fit. And the Go Go's were supposed to be there last. I mean, even at twenty five percent capacity, you could put twelve hundred and fifty people in yeah, there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. They haven't announced anything yet. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. Sure. I want to rock. I want to rock. Yeah. That's not squeeze. Did you see the Gary Sheffield uh, story, Jerry? Yes, and this never surprises me ever. So Gary Sheffield, he uh, says he uh, doesn't watch baseball anymore, which is understandable. Some of these guys, uh, once they leave the game, they're they kind of lose interest. Yeah. They? Other things, but uh, he says he didn't watch baseball while he was an analyst at TBS. Al, there are guys <laughs> that I've told you this before. You know, there there are NFL players today, and I only know this because from covering a couple of teams over the years. Yeah, they don't care to watch it now. Yeah, as they're playing, it's like they go, they play their game. They don't care for the four o'clock game or the Sunday night game or the Monday night game. They, I, you know, I've said this before when. I was producing with Joe and he was doing the Monday night show with one of the former players in town. And, you know, he asked me to tell them what our, the topics were going to be for the Monday night live show they were doing. And he goes, yeah, could you, who won in the division yesterday? I'm like, what's that? He goes, how'd the Cowboys do? I, I had to run through the games with him. Zero interest. So the fact that they retire and they're not interested, no surprise. But he's working as an analyst, and he yeah, said he would show up to the TBS studios and have a producer just tell him yeah. what went on. Yes. So he would know who the player what the players' names were and I'm, things. I'm always jealous of an analyst because if you've got an analyst that played the game, for instance, their biggest part of the job is to break down what they're seeing. So oh, as, as it's going on, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, in general, you could have an analyst that could show up, and as long as he's describing how a play was designed or why it was executed or didn't execute, technically he's doing his job. All the other stuff is extra, and I think it, it's pretty obvious when a guy's prepared. That having been said, as an analyst, you can get by that way. It's not great, but yeah. you can do it, and if you're a name, does not shock me in the least. That's a good point. If he's just analyzing what he's seeing, he really only needs to know get caught up on the names and if right. he gets in there early on work day and the producer could tell him what they're going to break down and who the guys are. What do you think? And I know, uh, I know you do watch baseball from time to time. We joke with you, but what do you think is the biggest part of the job for when you take away the actual play by play that the announcer does when you've got to listen to a baseball game, what's the, what separates baseball from other sports from the broadcasting standpoint? Would you say? Would you not agree it's the storytelling? Yeah, oh, yes, yes. They're telling stories as they're going about. It's a very casual. Right. So if you're Gary Sheffield and you've got a good rapport with the play-by-play guy and he's telling stories from when he was with whoever he played for, that's that's a big part of the job. So that does not – it just doesn't surprise me at all that he didn't care to watch. That's true, Jerry. Maybe he was watching the – I did find the show that you had sent me uh, earlier that you thought I might be interested in, uh, Hulu – true crime documentary called Sasquatch. Yeah. And this is the rundown. This is what you sent me, Jerry. Sasquatch investigates whether Bigfoot murdered three NorCal cannabis farmers. <laughs> yeah. 
Bigfoot's a murderer now. I, I guess. Evidently. I don't know. That's out there, though. I uh, figured you would watch this. That's something Eddie and I could watch together if we ever hung out one night and uh, drank beers. Because he loves that's... Bigfoot and I love murders. Listen, I'm inviting you to play poker. You want to get together with Eddie to watch a Sasquatch <laughs> murder show? <laughs> I would watch a documentary. Not like with act. I don't want anything with actors in it. I'm only watching documentaries. Well, I think, mm, I, if I, from what I read, I think they've got footage. Right. And I don't mind if there's the actors that uh, are recreating things, but I need conversations with real people that are involved in order for me to enjoy these shows. I understand. So it would just be a Saturday afternoon I might watch for you? That. I might watch that. Sunday's not going to be nice weather-wise. Perfect. Is that right? Yes. Sunday does not look great, right? I don't know if it's a, a washout, but it doesn't look great. Not like yesterday. Yesterday was summer's almost here. Right. Yesterday was spectacular. Today we're getting thunderstorms. Yeah, I got to tell you, I didn't see that. Yeah. I heard the 1010 winds, uh, the new uh, news and weather person say. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's happening. I hope it happens when the dog walker's walking my dog and not when I'm walking my dog. <laughs> <laughs> what time to... is that walk? Well, now that you're coming in, yeah. what time does that walk take 8 place? 8 a.m. No, 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 before you come to work. Oh, 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock, you're out there three. walking the dog. Yeah. Wow. We're out there, Jerry. I hear you. And once the summer hits, beach towns, there's going to be people roaming around. There's going to be a lot of people roaming around. That's right. Here's what here's here's what I have for your weather. You ready for this? Here's the Jerry Recco weather forecast. I have a 50% chance of a thunderstorm at 4 o'clock. Ah, it's nothing. I've got... Sun and clouds at one, clouds at two, clouds at three. This doesn't look terrible. So just clouds. A lot of clouds. Uh, you know my other passion, Jerry, uh, other than murder documentaries, Sleeping? is uh, sports on uh, streaming services. Yeah, you mentioned Hulu. Explain this to me. So I was reading, there's two different things, two different stories today about the streaming and sports, which I know people are interested in. Hulu has reached a deal to carry the NFL Network and NFL Red Zone for this coming season. Okay. Now, from what you understand, is that the only place Red Zone is going to be available? No, no. Red Zone actually is in a bunch of places, but it was missing from Hulu. Okay. So when people were trying to decide between packages, sometimes it's a, it's also set already to be available on YouTube TV and Fubo TV. But it, they've added now Hulu TV. So Red Zone will still be available then on our cable. Correct. I imagine. Okay. And have we gotten anywhere with Sunday Ticket? I have not seen anything with that. So that's still up in the air. But Red Zone, on most of these streaming services, you could get for like uh, 10 bucks a month. You're not getting season. Red Zone for 10 bucks a month? Yeah, I believe so. With all of your channels? Or you're saying no, you have saying to add it, on it, for yeah, 10 Oh, I got you. A lot of these places you have to add on Red Zone. I thought you were telling me their package was... <laughs> package. <laughs> their cable package, package was $10 a month. I see. That's the add-on. And then the other interesting thing I always like to battle about is the local... For, like, the baseball here locally, we have SNY, we have Yes. In order to stream those games, you do need to have a cable subscription. But MLB is said to be working... Uh, with the regional sports networks to provide in-market games to viewers without needing a cable subscription. They're working on what that would cost. It's at the very early stages, but they hope to have something ready for next baseball season. Cool. Where you wouldn't need to have cable or any streaming service that you'd be able to buy just SNY, just Yes Network. Cool. Works for me. It'll be very interesting to me what that price point will be. Yeah. Because I think it's going to be much higher than... It ain't going to be $5 a month. 
Uh, so I'll be interested to see what that price point is for people. Now, did you see that Major League Baseball set a, for them, mm-hmm. set a streaming record? I was reading something day. about this. So what they have? Opening day, they did 121 million minutes of live minutes of streaming. Does that that to me tells me something. That, that at least that? is a number that I think you can prove. Right, because a real it, number. It means the game is actually being streamed by someone's IP address. Like you can see that. That's not just a, you know, I don't know. It's like a radio ratings are weird because I don't know how exactly they're done. This, at least, when you bring the computer into it, whether it's downloads, which, as we've talked about, podcasts don't share those with you, at least it's a tangible number, I think. Right. Yeah, I believe so. Now, it's also opening day. It's not game four of the season. Right, but still, but that's, shows interest. I would think so. Would now, think when so. you watch these, sometimes you'll be like, I was watching Angels yes. Brewers. You're watching that on MLB Network or on through the app where you're just streaming out of market games. Depends. MLB Network will MLB Network, especially on the weekends, does a great job of putting featured games on. So we'll watch it a lot on MLB Network. But sometimes, if there's a game, especially if my son wants to watch, uh, we will stream it and we'll watch it either on the iPad or on the TV. That MLB app, when they, when, uh, even on your phone or iPad, and you're watching highlights, it is crystal clear. It is, but I'm still incredibly frustrated by the app yeah. because the fact that I am paying $25 a month for it and when I want to go back and rewatch a game, it's not that easy to move from inning to inning to inning without getting bombarded with commercials. Really? And that, to me, shouldn't be. That shouldn't for 25 bucks a month? No, not on a – of course it's there live. It's you're really annoying, live, now. but it should not be there for the replay. Like if I for a lot, a lot of times, what I will do, especially since we go to bed when we go to bed, I will come in and I will look at the rundown of a game and I'll look at the play by play. So if I see that you know innings two, three, and four were all one, two, three innings, nothing happened. Great, I'm going to bypass them. Absolutely. But then I see, let's say for instance, Giants Phillies. The Giants last night put up six runs in the eighth inning on the Phillies bullpen. All right, so that's the game essentially. If I want to go watch the eighth inning, sometimes you'll skip ahead and you'll click the inning, and it'll hit you with like four no. or five commercials in a row. I'd be furious. Like twenty five bucks, some, and that's a replay. Right. That's not it, to me. It's not right. That's my one because otherwise the app is outstanding. It's a valid complaint, Jerry. But that stinks. Very much stinks. So we're running late. We got to take a break. It's five thirty six. We are more than halfway done. That's how close we are to Boomer and Geo. It's going to be a wacky Wednesday. Ooh. <laughs> Here on Wild the and wacky. Al and Jerry, less talk, more rock. <laughs> 542, more rock. The rock of New York. Uh, a lot happening last night. Yankees won, Mets lost, Nets won, but James Harden continues to be in witness protection, and he's going to last there a little longer. And the Knicks are the hottest team in the NBA. They've made it seven straight. Matt Martin clobbered Jacob Trouba last night. I don't know if you saw this, Al. Is that a stupid question, or did you see the... No, I was aware it happened. I didn't see it yet. I should tell you, in the next break, take a look at this highlight. And I don't even think it's that bad of a hit. It's just, it's a good check into the boards, but Truba is dazed and can barely stand up. He sent them flying. He did. And I, yeah, it was scoreless at that time, and then the Islanders just wiped the floor with them. So. Boomer's going to be sour today because of that. Probably. He probably. almost went to that game, right? Uh, Well... We were asking him if he was going to go. I don't oh, know if he, he ever actually. Go. Unless he went. I don't know. They lost. Uh, the Rangers got their butts kicked they 6-1. Did. Yeah, they did. Of course, he was too busy sending uh, you know, Sal the flowers. Right. So. Which Sal, I just saw, tweeted out a photo of the flowers. Ginormous, I mean, right? Gi- well, uh, yes, I mean, of course. I mean, just making everyone look bad. 
<laughs> it's just, you know what? Do you think he has a one button thing like on Amazon? Like Boomer just got like he's got a probably like a setup with a flower place, right? And then he clicks on like he signs in, then he clicks on babe, new baby, new wedding, get well soon. And he's got like a whole thing already set up. Maybe. It's very resourceful if that's very. the case and smart. He is smooth. He, he's fast. Smooth and fast. As soon as he gets that email from Chernoff that says new baby alert. Yeah. He's probably like, take care of this. Take care of this right away. So you mentioned James Harden. Uh, they said he had a, a big setback with his uh, hamstring injury. Quote, back to square one. That sounds that awful. It sounds like he might have retorn it. I don't know. Square one. I thought, I really thought he was very close to returning. And now back to square one. So are we even going to see him in the playoffs? When do these playoffs begin that everyone discusses? Well, you've got how many games you got left? The Knicks are now, I look at the record, 54. So there's probably how many games are left in the season? 12, 13 off the top of the seat. The Nets are 39 and 19. So 40 and 19, 59, 58. So they got about 13, 14 games left, I would say. And then the playoffs begin. Square one sounds like he's not going to be ready for the playoffs. Square one sounds horrible. That's what, especially because of the injury. It's a hamstring. I mean, if that thing's not fully healed, it can go at any moment. And so the good news for the Nets, Durant looks like he's day-to-day, and the, the thigh contusion was not a big deal. The bad news for the Nets is that James Harden is nowhere near coming back. We need to get James Harden a robot hamstring. Let's get it implanted. Brand yeah. new hamstring. Which is fine for next season, but I don't think you can do that in time for him to play this year. You want to put that rubber band in there. I don't think that's going to work right now. What happened? Like, I see guys sometimes wrapping their hamstring. What could that possibly do? I don't know. Right? We had we played, uh, how about this one? We played kickball as adults on Saturday. Adult kickball league? Well, with kids. It was like a family game. It was like 12 on 12. Was it with it was that red fun. kickball that goes? Yes, it was the official red kick. It was the official kickball. And we had a good time. Most of the adults, I was actually fine, but a lot of them got hurt, including Injuries. including one fella. We'll just call him Jeff for the sake of this argument. Is it Jeff, your friend? Who Jeff? showed up with cleats on like we were playing in the World Series. And he tweaked his ankle. And he's put an ace bandage on. Like, what does the ace bandage do? <laughs> I never knew what those bandages Nothing. did. Nothing. They don't right. do anything. I feel like it's almost like they created something to make you feel better about yourself and that you're doing something. Right. You just put this on your ankle, you'll feel much better. No, That's you I, don't. I see guys wrapping hamstrings. It's like it's an internal muscle. What is wrapping your hamstring doing? I don't know. I'm really not sure. I don't know. Maybe it keeps it tight and warm. I don't know. Tight and warm, Jerry. And the Knicks, you mentioned, win seven straight games. Knicks That's are good, yeah. News. Huge. I tell you what. Are they going to the Ten- playoffs, Jerry? <laughs> yes, Al. That's right. They are going to the playoffs. And I would say... And I don't think I'm out of bounds by saying this. This might be the biggest regular season Nick game tonight that we have seen in since Lynn's sanity. Maybe. I don't right? I don't know that that's out of the realm Is this to say that. I should be watching. I think for a Madison Square Garden crowd that's what what is it? The 20%? I forget what the number is. But they are loud. And I know they're running some crowd noise too. They're into it. You've got the Hawks coming in. And the Knicks can overtake Atlanta for fourth place in the East tonight with a win. And it would be eight straight wins. This is, I think if you just like basketball, you watch this game tonight. Now, the Nets play as well tonight, but that to me pales in comparison to what the Knicks are doing. Everyone's hurt. you never know. Durant's on the trip. I wouldn't be stunned to see him out there tonight. And Kyrie Irving is, I know we give him a lot of grief. He is so good 
I mean, he is fun to watch. He making turnaround jumpers last night that just you shake your head because he does it with such ease. But, yeah, I think you have to watch tonight's Nick game, Al. So, tonight, if you had just one watch tonight, Jerry, you've got uh, Braves-Yankees with Corey Kluber on the mound. You've got David Peterson and the Mets against yeah. the Cubs. The pitching doesn't interest me in those two me games. Me neither. So you got it's, Knicks, I mean, Listen, I like the Nets. You know that. And I will watch when the game starts because they're playing in Tampa and it's earlier than the Nick game. But I think at 8 o'clock, i got to put the Knicks on for a while. You're locked into this one. All right. Well, I don't know about locked in, but I have to keep an eye on it for sure because I will be back and forth with the Nick game. Okay, so you are interested in Knicks. Do the Hawks have anybody any good <laughs> for uh, the listeners? Jay? Have you heard of Trey Young? Trey Young, I have heard of him. Clint Capella. Don't know who that is. <laughs> Clint yes. Capella? No one knows who that who? is, Jerry. Clint Capella? Yeah, no, he's a good player. He had, what I think, you he had think I said? <laughs> Klimt. <laughs> I mean, listen, you got Evgeny Kuznetsov wrong yesterday. Kuznetsov? <laughs> That's not his name. So to think that you said Klimt instead right. of Clint is not crazy. All right. I would think. But the one thing that does stink about tonight is that the game doesn't start till after 8 o'clock. Yeah, I don't like it. I wish it was a 7 p.m. Me start. too, Jerry. So for you, I know you'll be in your REM sleep already by 8 p.m. 8 p.m., yeah, because I'm waking up at 2. I got I know. I got to get my sleep in, Jerry. I know. We'll take a nap today. Well, I mean, you do that anyway. I do that as well. (laughs) Jerry, the NFL and the NFL Players Association have approved their first position-specific helmets. I was hoping this would be like making the kickers wear the one-bar helmet and requiring it. Or the quarterbacks like um, Joe Theismann. Yes. But no, it was for offensive and defensive linemen. They get their own helmets, I I never understood why they didn't. Yeah, why can't we all have our own helm? You have head-to-head combat contact on every single snap. In a helmet. In a helmet. Yes. Your head in a helmet. Why would you not have bigger helmets with more padding for these guys? If you were a quarterback, what style helmet would you go with? I'll give you a couple options. Ready? Yeah. Joe Theismann's single-bar helmet. No, because I don't want my eyes poked out. Okay. Number two. Classic Roger Stallback two-bar helmet, but thin. Go ahead. Thin bars. I know what I want. I want to hear if you actually Three. mention it. Jim McMahon type helmet that Boomer also wore, which was like more of a cage that mm-hmm. went lower, like towards the neck. Right. Four. Classic like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers type helmets that are worn today. I would go classic, but I want I actually want a visor. You'd go classic Roger Stallback or the classic the current classic. I would go the current classic that you mentioned with Mahomes. With the visor? And, yes. I want the visor, though. Uh, I don't want my eyes poked out. Yeah. I think the the darkened visor is cheating. I don't, I don't get... even need it to be darkened. Okay. You I want, want the, the I don't plastic. want my eyes poked out. Right. So, and I actually, you know, it's funny you said, I heard you say that yesterday. I told Boomer that, that, that this wearing of the darkened visor is, is cheating because I, as a defender, I can't read your eyes. And that's part of the game. So it's interesting because when I played all the way, all the way back, when I played Pop Warner on there. In I was a helmet. A, in no, a helmet. I didn't play Pop Warner in a helmet. I'll never forget the coaches would tell the running backs, whatever you do, do not glance to the side you're about to take the handoff to because that's what they're looking for on defense. They're looking for a hint which side they can cheat on. I don't mind the visor. I don't, I don't think it's cheating. I think it's a cool look. But I'm fine if they got rid of it. Yeah. I totally understand. But you're right. If you knew you weren't going to get your eyes gouged out and you had the clear visor on, you're more confident. Well, as and why is it any different than the guy that wears the body armor to, to hit? Right. It allows you to think, you know, if I get hit, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be fine. That's we why will try. I, I feel powerful when I wear a cup playing softball because I feel like, go ahead, come at me, bro. I agree. I've got Let, a cup on. Cups banned. 
Say you want what you cups banned? Well, you you don't want the masks on. You think it's cheating and it makes them feel too confident. The body armor with the baseball players. Let's take the cups off too. I don't know about that. Jerry. <laughs> I got to protect my area. Say what you got to say. I'll tell you what I have to say, Jerry. I'm I was sick of paying rent. Are you sick of paying rent? Why rent? I bought my condo a year ago, and it feels great to build equity in my own home. If you're looking to buy or are a first-time home buyer. Finance through Carney Bank. They changed my entire outlook on the mortgage process. Also, ooh, their first-time homebuyer program offers saving like a 30-year discounted rate and down payments as low as 5%. Don't hesitate. Visit CarneyBank.com. That's CarneyBank.com. And I'm spelling that with a K. K-E-A-R-N-Y. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, final break. We shift studios right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. Then Boomer and Geo come your way at the top. It's Amy Lawrence talking about Mike Tomlin. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Big night in sports. You had the uh, Yankees winning, Mets losing, Knicks and Nets both winning, and the Islanders smoked the Rangers, Devils lost in Pittsburgh. What else, Al? Oh, Jerry, the warm-up show is brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. One story that's been going on forever and ever that I feel like everyone's even, like, lost complete interest in is this the, the Sean Watson situa- situation. Well, yes. yesterday we got a photo from him and his girlfriend on a uh, like a jet ski and her giving the double middle finger to the camera. I guess that's some sort of protest, Jerry. Is she supporting her man? She seems to be supporting Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I hate this guy. This case is really difficult, man. I don't know what's true, what's not. This is uh, this is a rough one. But the longer it goes on, it's like people start losing interest in it because well, they think if it was real. It, more well, what do you want to would, do right now? I don't know. Right. I mean, I think now you're into the phase of going through all the quote-unquote evidence and trying to figure out what's legit and what's not. I don't I don't necessarily know that it needs to be on the back page every day. Right, because there's no new news. Right. So when something does happen or when the league makes a decision or legally something happens, I think it Right after gets, Carton and oh, Roberts, it's oh, the Yankees oh. and Atlanta Braves to wrap up their quick two-game series in the Bronx. First pitch is at 635. 